1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality
2: simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or,
3: shoot that, shoot
4: that!
5: From the Berkshires to the sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 103, Rob Parker.
3: Welcome into the latest edition of the Inside the Parker podcast. Rob Parker here, you there. Coming up on the program, we'll have... Former Tiger manager Jim Leland, he'll join us. Plus, USA Today baseball writer Bob Nightingale, plus much, much more. Welcome in. Let's go. Better up. To
5: lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest
3: stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. When the Seattle Mariners got off to their hot start of 13 and two, people were like, are they baloney or are they filet? It was unbelievable. Don't forget what the offseason was like. Paxton, Segura, Cano, Diaz were all traded during the offseason. So everybody thought it was a rebuild, but somehow, some way the Mariners were off and running. After that, in their next 18 games, they went 5 and 13. And as of Monday, they were 28 and 41. That's right. They are 10-26 and 26 in their last 36 games. You smell that? They stink. They are baloney. When you gut a team and take away all those players, you can't maintain it. You can maybe have a good two or three weeks and people aren't sure if what you were doing made any sense or maybe the team was better uh, with uh, subtraction is better than addition. No. Seattle, you sold out your team. You sold out your fans, and you officially stink. Number two, a couple of big free agents were finally signed. My goodness, it took forever, but yes, Dallas Keuchel signed with the Atlanta Braves, and the Cubs signed Craig Kimbrel. And you know what? I was glad to see both teams do what they did because the Atlanta Braves have a good young team. They don't have a big payroll. And they could have just said, hey, we made the playoffs last year. We don't have to go spend money. Let's just let this thing roll out with the young guys. And instead, they made a conscious decision. They want to do more than make the playoffs. And they said Keiko is a guy who's performed in some big spots, pitching a lot of big games when he was in Houston. So I love that about him. And the same thing with the Cubs. Everybody thought when they won the World Series that they were going to be in the way in the National League for years to come. And instead, it didn't happen. Despite all their young players and whatnot, uh, it's tough. So they decided that they needed some help. And Craig Kimbrell, one of the best closers out there, who was sitting on an island waiting for a job since the Red Sox gave up on him. And the Cubs, they spent more money. They dove in. I'd love to see both of these guys back playing And I'm glad both the Braves and Cubs didn't stand pat and spent some moolah. Number three. Sad news in baseball. David Ortiz, Big Poppy, was shot in his home country of the Dominican Republic. He has been airlifted by the Red Sox back to Boston for more treatment. And there's a report in the New York Post saying that possibly it was a hired hit by some drug lord because a big poppy was allegedly messing with his wife or girlfriend. Who knows uh, when we get into all that. But the bottom line is we wish nothing but uh, a speedy recovery for David Ortiz, one of the uh, shining lights in Major League Baseball. As a player and now after his career as a broadcaster, he lights up any room and makes baseball more fun.
5: Here comes the big
3: interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. Let's welcome to the podcast Jim Leland, former Major League Manager, of course, three-time Manager of the Year, won the World Series with the Florida Marlins in 1997, and currently is a special assistant to the Detroit Tigers. Hey, Jim, welcome in. We appreciate it.
6: No, thanks, Rob. Great to talk with you.
3: No doubt. Now, Jim, we already know everybody thought with the steroid year over that the home runs had gone away, but they haven't. People are still hitting home runs like crazy. And last night, the uh, Arizona and Philadelphia set a Major League record with 13 home runs. Can you explain what's going on with the home runs in Major League Baseball?
6: Well, I think you got. First of all, I think you got more people swinging for them than before. I think you know there's also more strikeouts go along with those home runs, so uh, there's a lot of strikeouts as well. So I think you know people talk about the launch angle, which is really a version of the uppercut, which has been around forever. But I think uh, you know some people are claiming that the baseballs are hard. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Major League Baseball says it's no, they're no different. So I think uh, you know these guys are definitely big and strong. And they're they're uppercutting. They're striking out a lot much more that much more, and they're also hit more home runs. Right, base as a home runs. I, I get
3: strikeouts. You don't want the game to be just strikeouts and home runs. Do you miss the stolen base, the hit and run, and some other things? And the shift also, Jim, takes away a lot of hits. Is this good for the game?
6: Well, I think first of all, you no. Know, I, I like the. I like the, the, the art of knowing how to win a game, and I think that's something that's lost in our game today. I think there's certain players in your lineup that certainly they're going to hit home runs. You don't mind them hitting home runs. You want them to hit home runs. That's part of their game. But there's a lot of people in the lineup that can't hit home runs that are trying to hit home runs, and we're not executing the things that help you win games late in the game. And I think that's I think that's a mistake. <clears throat> I also think that they can tell you all they want, in my opinion about the shift, I think it's over-exaggerated. For instance, I've heard commentators in the last couple of weeks talk about a left-hand hitter hit a two-hop ground ball in the first base, and they said he hit right into the shift. He didn't hit into the shift. He hit where the guy's been standing for 150 years. Exactly. Everybody's caught, everybody's caught up in this stuff. It's the same way with a guy in short right field. If you hit a ground ball out to that guy, it would have been a ground ball at him if he'd have been playing dead pull in the infield. So I think some of it's overrated, to be honest with you. And I've seen quite a few teams get burnt by the shift this year because people haven't been able to get over to cover to make double plays. So I think, do I think there's some advantage to it? Yes, I do. But I think it's overrated. Myself.
3: What about the analytics? I don't. I'm not an old school. I'm not. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn, guy. But Jim, the analytics of some of this, I think, has gone too far. No, it, it does it all. And here we are. And I'm not ripping Billy Bean. I'm just saying. He's the guy everybody loves Oakland, but there's two things that haven't happened with all the analytics. Billy Beane has never won a World Series and they have the lowest attendance in ba- one of the lowest attendances in baseball. Are we following the right guy?
6: Well, I think what's what's going on in analytics, I think it's 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 just a fancy term for analyzing your player's performance and analyzing things that are going on with the game. That's been going on forever. I do think there's more information. I understand that. I've never met a manager yet that didn't want as much information you could get. But it has to be information that's going to help you win a game. It's got to be information that's going to help you get your players better. It's, it's got to be information that helps you draft players. So there's more information out there. Uh, you know, I, I'm not old school either. I'm old, but I'm not old school. I, I'm for any information you could get that makes your players better, makes you win more games. But I think a lot of this stuff is what we've had for years. There's just more of it now and people are making a bigger deal about it.
3: Jim, there was an altercation uh, the other day when uh, Max Muncy hit a home run off of uh, Bumgardner, and he took exception to him staring at it and went into the water and had some words as uh, Max Muncy rounded the bases. Is that old school baseball? Are you cool with that, let the players police it, or, or, or do we need to stop pitchers complaining when guys hit home runs and look at them?
6: Well, I think what we have to do is we have to get all the managers to get together and decide what's okay and what isn't. Let the players let the players have meetings. What's okay and what isn't okay? Uh, because it's not okay for your team and not okay for my team. Is it okay for your team, but yet it's not okay for my team? I think the managers themselves and the players have to get together. What's showboating? What's rubbing in somebody's face? What's insulting the opponent? And what's not? And I think that's the way you're going to curtail that because I think there is some extremes. When people are doing some of this stuff with their home runs, but you know what I mean? What's the extreme to the players? Let them figure it out, because it's going on all over baseball now. So, uh, like I said, it can't just be one-sided. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna if your players are gonna do it, and I had some players that did some stuff during my career too, I didn't really care for it, but you know that's just the way it was. Well, uh, you know you can't be mad at the other team when they do it. So I think the only way that stuff's going to get stopped is when somebody gets seriously hurt. Which I think is going to happen, or I think that the the, the players and, and the and the managers get together and they and they have some type of a meeting, and, and and sit down and discuss it and decide, hey, you know, we we got to knock some of this stuff off. We're taking a chance. We're going to get somebody hurt seriously, and that's that's when that stuff's going to end.
3: Jim, the uh, baseball has shifted away from your old school managers. There, there, it just seems like now the only people they want to hire. Oh or former T V guys and guys who are into analytics and you know, will basically take the lineup card from the, from the front office. When you see guys like Dusty Baker, uh Joe Girardi, uh Mike Sosha, John Farrell, all these guys out of baseball. I know you retire, but all these older guys without jobs, is there a chance we're gonna see any more old school managers or is that done?
6: I I think it's pretty much over with. I don't think they want to pay the managers anymore. If you notice the salaries of the managers now, I, th- I think there was, a, there was some college coaches that made several more, college baseball coaches I'm talking about, that made several, uh, m- much more money than some major league managers last year. That's unbelievable. That me. is unbelievable. I, 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 I can't even fathom that. And I know that's a fact. So, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the old, old guys, I guess, I think we're kind of a thing of the past. I think it's a shame because, you know what, I think there's a combination myself. I think that there's a lot of smart young people that have come into the game of baseball. But you know what? There's still a lot of smart older people out there too. And I think there should be a happy medium somewhere where there's a combination of everybody getting along together. I don't don't have any problem with getting this information and having somebody give me information might help me win games or make our club better. I think that's all good. I'm all for moving forward. It's 2019, but nobody can make me believe that Mike Socia, Buck Showalter, Joe Girardi, guys like that, that shouldn't be managed he's last... a little older, like I am, maybe. So maybe, maybe that's a little bit different because we're, you know, we're we're getting up there pretty good. But you know, some of the guys like Girardi and Showwater, those those guys, in my opinion, should be managing a major league baseball team.
3: No doubt about it. Last thing, you had Miguel Cabrera in Detroit when he won the triple crown. He's been through a lot with injuries and whatnot, but he doesn't seem to be even close to what he was. How hard is it to watch Miguel struggle to even hit home runs now?
6: Well, you know, he's still getting his hits and he's still going to get his hits. I believe he'll get 3000 hits. I don't think there's any question about it. He's still going to drive in some runs. So he's just, his production is going to come a different, a different way than it used to. Obviously he used to hit 40, 45 home runs. I think those days are gone. He's got a bad knee. I don't think he can turn on his backside. I, I, you know, I just think the weight shifts and everything is a little bit different. He, you know, he's still a great hitter, but without the absence of power. And it does hurt. You can see that, uh, you know, you can see the pain sometimes in his face, the way he's moving around. You know, he's been hurt. You know, he played one year with me. when He had a broken foot for part of the season. Nobody really knew about it. And, you know, this guy has played through so much, and I, and I give him so much credit. So, you know, it's just sad. Yeah, to see because, you know, when people think about Miguel Cabrera, you think about a home run hitter. There's no question about that. And the home runs just aren't there anymore, and I'm not sure how many are going to be there because I think because of the injuries, not for any other reason.
3: Hey, Jim, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Stay well, and we'll talk to you soon.
6: Okay, Rob, thank you.
4: And even checkouts not until four. So
2: because the American express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events and 4 PM late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex travel. That's the powerful backing of American express. See how to elevate your experiences at American express.com slash with Amex terms apply.
5: And we're back on dealing together where we help good people who fell for bad deals
0: Course. My
1: choice
5: Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S twenty-four plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT and ATT Connecting changes everything.
1: Offers vary by device subject to change. S24 plus 256GB offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See ATt.com Samsung for details.
5: It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know well maybe
3: fs1's anthony masterson is his name bs analytics is his game what you got for me anthony well let's take a dive
4: into one of the most
3: divisive areas of
4: sabermetrics fielding now without a tangible way to track the skill of a fielder different sites have varying info when it comes to grading a fielder one of the most recognizable fielding stats we have at our disposal is called defensive run save similar to wins above replacement. DRS is a metric that tries to combine everything a player does with a glove on his hand into one handy number. Now, like War, DRS is based upon how well or how poorly a player contributes relative to the league average at that position. It's not just errors, but range as well. With every batted ball being tracked in the stat cast era, players who convert batted balls with a higher hit probability into outs have a better chance of having a higher DRS the last season, Oakland A's third baseman Matt Chapman led all of baseball with 29 defensive runs saved on his way to winning the Platinum Glove Award as the AL's top fielder, even though he committed 20 errors. Chapman has been clocked at 98 miles per hour with his arm and made 36 diving, sliding, or jumping plays last season, 11 more than any other third baseman. Yes, we can track things like that. So it's no longer however many web gems a guy gets that puts gold on his glove, Rob.
3: There you go, Anthony. Another thing I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to use, but we appreciate you.
5: That ball is. It was a big week in the big leagues.
2: Who's up? Who's up? I don't believe it.
5: My oh my! Is it foul or is it fair? And now, here, ShadowLeague.com, MLB Insider, Jr. Gamble.
3: After giving up a home run to Max Muncy of the Dodgers, pitcher Madison Bumgarner from the Giants yelled at him as he rounded the bases and said, don't look at it, just run. Is that fair or foul, J.R.?
7: That's foul. That is a foul ball. Bumgarner knows better. He's one of the greatest playoff pitchers of all time, and he's made enough grown men cry in his life. We don't need to see him catching feelings and of getting offensive because he got blasted into the ocean. That's just sour grapes by a guy who realizes he's not as good as he used to be, and he's touchy about it now. Everybody's so sensitive these days. It's not like once he did a Ricky Henderson collar pop or a Joey Bax mega toss. He admired the energy of his power blast. With all due respect to the game of baseball's archaic rules, and Bumgarner's desire to return baseball back to the 50s, I love what Muncie did. And I love what he said to Bumgarner after even more.
5: Fasten your seatbelt.
7: Give me fuel, give me fire, give me double which desire.
5: Here comes Parker's top
3: three MLB teams this week.
5: Number three.
3: The Minnesota Twins. I got to give them credit. They keep hitting the long ball and keep winning and, yes, it appears to me like they're going to win the AL Central going away. I mean, they have feasted on those bad teams in the Central with a 14-6 and record as of Tuesday. And here's another one. The Twins are 4-3 and against Houston this year, 3-1 and against Tampa Bay. So they also have beaten the good teams. Number two. The New York freaking Yankees. Yes. I'm going to keep pounding that drum. They continue to win. Tuesday, they beat the Mets. They've won over 40 games with most of their team on the injured list, and they continue to play good baseball. Had a couple of hiccups, but they still maintain a great record despite all the injuries, and they're only going to get better. They are the number two team. Number one. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes, they're running away with the NL West. They're a powerhouse. Not only do they hit the ball and hit the ball out of the park, they're beating up their opponents. As of Tuesday, the Dodgers were 17-7 and against NL West opponents. And here's even the kicker. In the last 13 games coming into Tuesday night, their staff ERA was 1.83. You can't get stingier than that! Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Professional welder Shayna Ford used
1: VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
0: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
4: And even checkout's not until four, so
2: because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and four PM late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash with Amex. Terms apply. And
5: we're back on dealing together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. It's time for Trash Talk Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. Your chance to trash anyone or anything in Major League Baseball.
3: This week's winner comes to us from the ARC One Tech. He tweeted The Cleveland Indians need to sell their team. The ownership is a joke and cannot survive in baseball with the an anemic offense that resembles a 4A baseball club. Also, good luck with trying to trade any of their pitching now with the injuries to Kluber, Clevenger, and Carrasco. Kluber's value has been depreciated. Why haven't they called up Bobby Bradley, too? Batting 280 with 17 home runs and 46 RBIs. Shaking my head. Cleveland Indians equal. Absolute embarrassment. <laughs> If you want a chance to win a new era snapback hat, send your trash to at Rob Parker FS1 on Twitter. When Rob
5: was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new.
3: Let's welcome in baseball writer from USA Today. His name is Bob Nightingale, by far the best baseball writer in the country. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, Rob. Always. Update us on Big Poppy. Have you heard anything since he's been back in Boston?
7: Well, he uh, walked today for the first time. So he actually took some steps, Get him off the uh, hospital bed. So, very encouraging news. Uh, the second surgery last night was more exploratory. So, everything's looking good. And, uh, you know, I think the Red Sox, you know, really wanted to make sure everything's going to be fine and take care, you know, get the best care possible. And that's what it is getting. So all signs are very optimistic.
3: Bob, what about the story that it was a hit on him because it wasn't a robbery in the Dominican Republic? Did, is that story
7: have legs? I think it does have legs, Rob, just in the sense where because it's not a robbery, you know, he wears expensive jewelry. I'm sure he's got some nice cash in his pocket. So, uh, you know, it was a crowded place, too. So it does seem like a hit. You know, what you don't know is, you know, why was it a hit? Was it just some crazed guy trying to make a name for himself? Uh, there were two guys involved. You know, one guy got away. You know, or was it, you know, were they paid to do something? So those will be the big questions as we move forward.
3: Let's turn to uh, baseball on the diamond. The Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Cubs, they both went out there, made some moves. Braves get Dallas Keuchel, and uh, the Cubs pick up Craig Kimbrough. Uh, I like both of these teams doing what they did. Tell me how each of them will help these two teams.
7: Yeah, you know, you both are in totter territory in the sense where, you know, they miss all of spring training. They missed the first two months of the season. You know, now you're going to, uh, you know, face hitters that are in mid-season form. So I think it's a little, you know, premature for people to think, okay, excuse me, the Kaiko a few years ago or even the Kimball. Uh, you know, the red flags are, in Kimball's case – you know, a lot of pressure on him right away. Uh, you know, we saw what happened to Greg Holland a year ago. Uh, Holland, they uh, signed on opening day with the St. Louis Cardinals, and he led the league in uh, saves with a complete nightmare. Uh, pitched four months for the Cardinals and got released. Now it's just time for $3 million with the Diamondbacks. And he says it's just, uh, you know, a complete disaster, missing all spring training and being thrown to wolves like that. So we'll see what happens, uh, you know keiko has been working out and throwing the time, uh, very good in his first performance, seven innings uh, in Class A. It's going to make at least one more minor league start. Uh, I, w- I would think if they're smart, they'll keep him down there a little bit longer. In Kimbrel's case, I think the Cubs are wise keep to keep him down in minor leagues for three weeks, just of all the time missed, and we'll see how they react. You know, and same thing, you know, I mean anybody could have had on a winner. Yeah, they waited for the uh, non compensation for after the draft. But, you know, it's not like he got a ton of money. He lost a lot of money from what he could have made. Same thing with Kimball. You know, he should have made at least $60 million, only got 43 And here's the of Red Sox, who, you know, desperately needed a closer. And they passed completely on him.
3: What about the the talk that the Yankees looked like they were a favorite to get Keiko? The Yankees being cheap, or why didn't they get him?
7: And then they just tucked the gun saying, you know what, we'll give you prorated of what the uh, what the qualifying offer was, it was 17.9. So, you know, uh, their, their thing was, you know, we're going to give you uh, less. So you got $13 million from Braves. You probably would have got about 11.5 from the Yankees. I, and I don't think it was a situation where, okay, he wants the extra million and a half. You know, if you're a pitcher, the last place you want to be is America League East. It could be a nightmare. You know, with the DH's powerful offenses, you want to be in the National League. So I think for his future and getting a bigger contract, you know, made the right, wise choice staying in the National League.
3: Bob, the uh, all-star balloting is uh, have been released for both the American and National League. Uh, Luke Voigt leads the American League uh, for the Yankees at first base. Tell me about the year he's having.
7: Yeah, I mean, he was a guy just kind of given up by the uh, by the uh, St. Louis Cardinals a, a year ago. And, uh, you know, he didn't really have a spot for him. He was going to pinch it and everything else. But he didn't to have a spot to get him an everyday job. So, you know, Greg Bird gets hurt and opens up the door for him. And he's taking this opportunity and run with it. Uh, you know, very good year. And, uh, you know, you look down, I'm not sure. He shouldn't be the first, you know, the all-star starting first baseman. It's not just a, a New York thing with the band bounding. He may be having the best all-around year. A streaky guy, and just you know, what what a cheap, easy uh, trade this was for the uh, for the Yankees. They gave up nothing to get get him.
3: No doubt about it. Hey Bob, always thanks for your knowledge. He is Bob Nightingale from USA Today, a friend and a great baseball writer. Bob, thanks for joining the podcast.
7: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Rob.
5: Now bring in the closer. Track one. Track
7: two. Track three.
5: Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close.
3: I don't know about you, but there's nothing better in the world than to sit out in the beautiful weather, and it is here. Summertime. That's why baseball's better. You get some fresh air. You get to sit outside and watch the game and have fun with friends and food and a couple of cold ones or an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. I mean, who wants to go watch football in the winter outside or have to slub all the way through to try to get to an NBA game during the winter or being cooped up in an NBA arena when the weather's warm? There's nothing like when the weather breaks through and you finally get to go outside and spend the summer at the ballpark on a beautiful summer night I go to Dodger Stadium I love it that's why baseball's better than football and basketball it's a fair ball in the words of New York TV legend the late Bill Jorgensen thanking you for your time this time until next time Rob Parker out he can't get it this could be an inside the parker see
7: you next week same bad time same bad station.